When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Nigel Farage is on, the, the father of Brexit. Nigel, are you on? Yes, I am. Good morning, everybody. What so the he, heck? What the heck? I'll give you some New York language. What the heck is going on in Great Britain? <laughs> well, what has happened over the course of the last few days is there was a sex scandal, and no one does sex scandals like the British. We're really good at it, you know. And uh, uh-huh. unfortunately, the Prime Minister... For all his good qualities, and let's say he has got good qualities, he, you know, he's energetic, he's optimistic, um, but unfortunately, ever since he became Prime Minister, it's been clear that he has a problem with the truth. Uh, when he gets in trouble, you know, he tries to twist and turn, some perhaps being unkind, they lie his way out, and this was about a senior official. There have been a series of complaints about this man's inappropriate sexual behaviour. The Prime Minister knew this, but denied that he knew it. And it was the straw that broke the camel's back, because we'd been through Partygate. You know, the country locked down. Can't go and see your mum. And yet it turned out that in 10 Downing Street, they'd been partying hard. So it is to do with truth. It is to do with competence. And in the end, over the course of the last two or three days, there's been a catastrophic decline in support for the Prime Minister, both in Parliament, amongst the MPs and the Conservative Party, amongst his own cabinet ministers, many of whom have resigned, and amongst Conservative voters. And a majority, over 50% of those who voted Conservative in 2019, that gave Johnson that big majority, wanted him to resign. So, in the end, he saw the writing on the wall. So he came out, he came out just less than 15 minutes ago, into Downing Street. Um, he was... Uh, there wasn't any hint of bitterness. He said he was proud of the big things that they'd achieved in government, getting Brexit over the line, successful vaccine rollout, taking a lead on Ukraine. Um, but he also said that he was sad to be going. He wanted to stay in the job. Uh, but actually, he did the whole thing. I mean, I must be honest, there was a qu- quite a degree of dignity about the way that he handled the situation. I was, I was impressed by his demeanour, impressed by the way that he dealt with it. However, however, what he has done is to appoint a whole new series of ministers after the resignations, and so some of the big posts have been filled, not all of them. And he's making it intentionally clear that not only will he continue as a member of Parliament, but that he will continue to be the Prime Minister until the Conservative Party finds a replacement. Now, there are some who might say, look, he's been through a tough time, let's let him have the next ten weeks, which is roughly what it would be. But I think the problem is this. Most of those that resigned, and it's 59 people, 59 people who held government positions have resigned. It's a record. It's never happened before in British history. Most of those who resigned, in those letters talked about integrity, talked about decency, talked 
about truthfulness and honesty. And if that number of his own party, if that many in the country think that he's fundamentally a dishonest man, uh, then I think we may find, within a few days, the Conservative Party has plunged back into a war as people say, no, he should go and go now, and his deputy, who's a man called Dominic Raab, should run the country on an interim basis. So we know he's going, he has resigned, but he intends to carry on for another ten weeks, and we'll see whether the mood of the party, the mood of the country, is prepared to tolerate that. Is he going to keep his parliament seat, though, even if he resigns and walks away from being prime minister? Oh, I think he'll keep his parliament seat until the next general election, which doesn't have to be until the end of 2024. So, yes, I don't see him walking away completely, but I would say that it's 95% plus that he will leave his seat um, in 2024, uh, retire from politics, and, you know, he'll go on the speaking circuit because even though he can be a bit bumbly and stumbly, um, he's actually quite funny, to be honest. I mean, you know, if you have to do a speech and you all had a glass of wine, he is quite entertaining, and my guess is that's what it's head on to do. But I, I just feel that it would have been cleaner and perhaps even more dignified if he'd said, look, I'm packing my bags, I'm out of here, my deputy's taking over for ten weeks. I think that would have been cleaner. So I think there are, I'm afraid to say, some more battles to come in the, in, in the ensuing week. Bernie, uh, what do you feel? Well, uh, to, to sum up, uh, Nigel Farage, he lied about two things. He lied about knowing uh, about the party at 10 Downing Street, and he lied about uh, one of uh, members of his party uh, groping a woman. Uh, so that th those are two lies. Now, he did not, uh, if, as far as I'm concerned, as far as, as far as I know, attend that party. And so, so it's, he didn't attend the party, and he wasn't part of the sex scandal, just lied about it. And uh, as John Katzmatidis pointed out, if lying is, uh, is a condition for being a politician, uh, what, Washington, D.C. would be a ghost town. I mean, you guys in the U.K. have, have some high standards over there. If <laughs> well, two lies do. can get you. We do. We do. You know, we can forgive leaders making mistakes on policy. Hey, who of us in our lives doesn't make mistakes? Who of us in our lives haven't done things that we regret afterwards? But the moral of the story... And it's a moral not just for people in politics, but it's a moral for life and perhaps something we should teach all our children is that if you get caught, if you get caught not telling the truth, then the only thing you can do is hold your hands up, fess up, you know, fess up and ask for forgiveness. And that he didn't do. It happened more than once. And people just said enough is enough. And actually, I tell you something, if in this country of the UK... We do hold our public figures those high standards, but I think it's a very good thing. Uh, no doubt. No doubt it is a good thing. Uh, but li listen, Nigel Farage, you were an ally with Boris Johnson on the Brexit yeah. thing, but you weren't really close. You weren't really friends. You were not a big fan of Boris Johnson. It seems to me Boris Johnson in the past couple of years, he's gone more woke. He's gone more liberal. He's gone oh, more yeah. soft. Right? Yeah. Am I right? I mean, look, look he, he, I work with him. In the Brexit campaign, he came to the campaign very, very late. Whether he believed in Brexit, whether it was for political opportunity, I don't know. But the truth of it is, on policy, he was elected as a Conservative, and he governed as a Liberal. 
with a fanatical attachment to net zero and many, many other things. Um, and so in the end, I have to say my own sympathy uh, you know, completely ran out. It is time for a change. It is time for the conservative movement in Britain to rethink itself. If it doesn't, it will have a catastrophic loss at the next election. Now, from what I understand, Nigel Farage, uh, the opposition leader, the Labour leader, uh, Keir Starmer, uh, he's not—he's not beloved as well in, in the in Parliament. He's—he his own party doesn't like him, just like they don't didn't, didn't like Boris Johnson on the Conservative side, if I'm not mistaken. Well, well, I mean, Keir Starmer is straight. He's honest in that sense. I mean, he was our former director of public prosecutions, so he's held senior public office. He has zero charisma, no humor, no ability uh, to bring any This is not the end for the Conservatives if they can redefine themselves under a new leader who is seen to be truthful, straight, and genuinely conservative. And, gentlemen, I'm afraid I'm going to have to run, but it's a pleasure to talk to you. Nigel, thank you so much, and uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon. And uh, God bless America. God bless Great Britain. Thank you, John. Thank you.